Hello, my name is Andrew Scott, and you are listening to the Farmington Players Audio Theater. It's a typical Sunday afternoon, and you're sitting in your favorite chair reading the morning newspaper. Your wife of over 30 years is sitting next to you in her favorite chair, thumbing through one of her many magazines. The kids have moved on, and, well, you're getting used to the quiet, complacent life that both you and your wife have accepted. Then suddenly you have an intuitive perception, an insight into the reality and essential meaning of life. You have an epiphany. I had an epiphany the other day. That's nice. I don't suppose you'd be interested in hearing what it was. Did you want to talk about it? No, that's okay. I guess I wouldn't mind getting your opinion on it. Your epiphany? Right. Okay. What do you remember about 1979? 1979. Not much. Me neither, but I remember watching the Academy Awards that year, and one of the nominees for Best Actor was Peter Sellers in Being There. One of the other nominees was Dustin Hoffman in Kramer vs. Kramer. Didn't Dustin Hoffman win? Right. What about it? I was outraged. Really? Yeah. Genuinely outraged. Being there was this beautiful little fable, just a perfect jewel of a film, and Kramer vs. Kramer was just crap. Over-the-top, calculated, emotionally manipulative crap. I was angry about that for weeks. I had no idea. I would see people I knew, and that was the first thing I would talk about. How unfair it was. How wrong it was. And that was your epiphany? Hmm? Oh, no, 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 no. My epiphany was about this year's Academy Awards. I didn't know you watched it. I didn't. I don't understand. I didn't watch it. And do you know why I didn't watch it? Why? Because I don't give a rat's ass. I see. I don't care about who wins best picture, best actor, best set design. None of it. I just don't care. It got me thinking. About what? Everything. I began to realize that I don't care about the Emmys either, or the Grammys, or the Tonys. And it doesn't stop there. I don't care about celebrities, about the Mideast, about the potholes on the street. I don't care about that stain on the carpet upstairs. I don't care about the latest fashions, video games, electric cars, rainforests, organic coffees, longer erections, calories and beer, business scandals, government screw-ups. I just don't care. And that was my epiphany. When it comes right down to it, there isn't a single thing in the world that I care about. 
you care about me? What's that? Do you care about me? Well, let me put it to you this way. When we first started seeing one another, I longed for you. I did. I physically ached for you. When the phone rang, my heart would speed up, hoping it was you. I thought about you all day, and then I dreamt about you at night. All I could think about was seeing you, touching you, being with you. If anything happened to you, I felt sure I would kill myself because I knew I couldn't live in a world without you in it. Do you remember feeling that way about me? Yes, I do. Do you feel that way now? God, no. Right. And I don't really care that you feel that way. Me neither. It's exhausting. So what happened? Why don't we care like we used to? I think it's all perfectly natural. Not caring is natural? Sure. Oh, how so? Well, look at it this way. How long did the average Neanderthal live? Neanderthals? I don't know. Thirty years? There you go. I don't understand. Mentally, physically, and emotionally, we are wired to live for 30 years. That's it. You're in, you're out. Once you get beyond that, it's like a duck flying across the sky that gets shot by a hunter when it's 100 feet up in the air. Technically, the duck is still flying, but it's already dead. So you're saying that's us? We're flying dead ducks? Pretty much. And there's nothing wrong with that. From a natural selection perspective, we've done our job. What job? We made it and bred successfully. Now we're just killing time. So are you saying you don't care about anything either? Not really. Not really you don't care or not really you do? Not really I don't care. I thought it was just me. No, I am totally with you on that one. Do you think we should try and do something about it? About what? Not caring. Like what? Well, I was thinking maybe we should start smoking. Smoking? Yeah, just for a change. Then maybe in a few years, I don't know, get into crack or crystal meth. Why would we do that? Well, I understand they're all highly addictive. It would give us something to care about, you know. What do we do if our dealer gets arrested? Where are we going to get our next hit? Besides, at our age, how much damage can we do? I don't think so. Why not? I like not caring about anything. You do? Absolutely. I like not caring if you wear the same shirt three days in a row. I like it that our kids are gone and I don't have to worry about them eating their vegetables. I like not caring what the neighbors think of our bushes out front. And I like not caring about the kind of car I drive or who designed my purse. I find not caring very liberating. Really? Really. It doesn't worry you at all? Why would it? Well, if you don't care about anything, that means you're a psychopath. Not at our age. No? No. If you don't care about anything when you're 20, then you're a psychopath. We're not psychopaths. Then what are we? We're Buddhists. Buddhists? Well, how so? When we say we don't care about anything, what do we really mean by that? We're saying we have given up desire. 
That means we're Buddhists. I had no idea I was a Buddhist. Well, you are. Most old people are, whether they know it or not. Should we go to some temple or join some kind of organization? No. We don't care enough to go to a temple or join any organization. We're as Buddhist as you can get. You know, I think you're right. We're Buddhists, and we didn't have to starve ourselves or meditate or anything. If you live long enough, you don't have to meditate about these things. You just know them. I love you. You know that, right? I know that. Epiphany, written by David McGregor, directed by Maureen Mansfield, and reading for the man, Nick Zerba, reading for the woman, Margaret Gilks. And many thanks to our team of players backstage, our production director, Eric Nogus, our audio and video engineer, Brennan Harvath, and our logo was designed by Marilyn Zerlack. And me, I'm your host, Andrew Scott. We hope you have enjoyed our program, and please don't forget to hit the subscribe and notification buttons to make sure you get alerted anytime we upload new content. Thanks for listening to the Farmington Players Audio Theater. Bye for now.